0: Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. And, um, which is a, a holiday of, about liberation. And, uh, for many years, every, every, um, every April, for I think it was 21 years or so, I'd go down to uh, Yucca Valley and teach the Yucca Valley retreat, and uh, and that's my my memories of Passover are at Yucca Valley when Jack would lead this just for the staff this incredible um, uh, Buddhist Passover seder uh, about uh, about liberation. So uh, it's it, it's it's quite extraordinary, and I just was hearing uh Jane just told me that uh, Barack Obama is having a Passover Seder what is it tonight or uh, uh first ever in the White House inviting the first, the first that the president has attended first ever president has attended okay and um yeah with Jewish leaders and, uh there and staff and uh yeah He just gave a a beautiful speech in Turkey to the uh, uh, Muslim population there, and I'll have Easter Sunday uh, at the White House. He's just, this is an inclusive guy. (laughs) Pretty uh, amazing. I wonder if that building feels the shift of vibes. (laughs) I don't know. I, I... um. Anyway, uh, oh, I want to uh, share something on a personal note. Okay, just kind of share with you in my consciousness. Uh, today, I just picked up from Krishna Kapi um, the completed manuscript of this. <laughs> it's. It's pretty far out, you know. It's, <laughs> I can't believe it. I still have an epilogue to go, but, um, you know, three lifetimes, <laughs> I think, feels like I've spent. So anyway, that's uh, that's fun. Of um, the book that I've been working on called Awakening Joy. Awakening Joy, Developing Our Natural Capacity for Well-Being and Happiness. That's if that if that still flies with uh, the publishers, that uh, hopefully will be the title. Um, so, wow. Uh-oh. I, and I, I, I have notes all over the place. I didn't have time to organize my notes, but they'll come out how they come out. Um, I just took a closed my eyes a little bit, and I was gone for about 45 minutes, and then I woke up, and it was 10 to 7, 5 to 7. So um, anyway, uh, this theme though has been uh, going through my mind for a while, <coughs> for like about 30 years. No, probably <laughs> for about 60 years, you know. Uh, but uh, particularly in the last, uh, in the last. A week or so uh, it's a theme I revisit from time to time am I good enough or am I enough or whatever variation you have of that and did anyone ever have that question <laughs> pop into their mind am I good enough comes on retreats I mean this is like this is the basic in the back of the mind most everybody who who comes to a retreat is wondering you know how am i doing am i doing okay you know is my meditation deep enough should i be embarrassed or can i share with you what's really going on i'm not really very concentrated i'm not really very Clear, wise, I'm lost, I'm in a mess. And the, when, when you don't have the capacity to see, oh, that's just the mind doing its thing, which is really what's going on, the taking it to be self comes out as, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. And it's really painful. Uh, uh, Tara Brock's beautiful book, Radical Acceptance, uh, she calls it the trance of unworthiness. Mm. And I uh, I want to talk a little bit about my own exploration with this, and uh, have you share your Yours as well. Mm. By the way, this this these days, that question can take so many different forms. Like you know, if your finances are shrinking, you know, will I have enough? Do I have what it takes to get by? Uh, am I? Hmm. Am I good enough in my relationships? This is a in a time of uncertainty. You know, I might be a little bit more stressed. You know, is my, how am I with, with others? How is, am I good enough in my work? Am I, often it's, am I successful enough? Which is just another variation of, am I good enough? <clears> H-hmm. <throat> Is my love life good enough? Is my sex life good enough? Is my bank account good enough? Am I good enough? Well, I have a history with this. As I've shared before, that when I was growing up, I generally thought I wasn't good enough. And um, I was, growing up, as probably a number of people here know, uh, my name was Jamie, right? And Jamie just never cut it for me as a kind of, like, hip, cool guy. I tried to be Jimmy for one summer. I went away to to summer camp, you know, and never stuck, you know. And there I was kind of... uh, Chubby, glasses, parents thought, oh, he's so cute, and that was the last thing I wanted to be was cute, Uh, because I wasn't cool, Mm. and um, I was very shy, and uh, I... um, I remember reading. It was a really uh, there's a fabulous book called um, uh, The Razor's Edge by Somerset Maugham. A really good movie. Uh, book. The movie I think was with Tyrone Power, uh, and there was a, that was a revelation for me. Uh, the the key the, the main character in the in the book is this guy Larry Stallings who um, I think that was his name um, who it was it took place at Chicago in the in the twenties. Uh, In high society and uh, this guy was very he was very quiet Uh, and then he went to Asia at some point actually when he went to Asia he got his mind blown you don't know what happened to him in Asia but he came back a different person and he was so quiet that uh, but he wasn't quiet from being shy he was quiet from just saying only when there was something to be said he'd talk that was radical for me because I had to kind of fill up the space or think. Well, if I'm witty enough, then I'll be okay. I was never kind of witty enough, but he was like the. Uh, if you, I, I don't watch much TV these days, but I remember there used to be this old E. F. Hutton commercial. You know, E. F. Hutton says, and when and everybody gets really quiet to hear what <laughs> what the brilliant financial advice is from those you know experts. You know, oh. And it was like that, that he, when he ever he speak, he was so economical with his words that everybody stopped and wanted to hear what he had to say. That was, I remember, a turning point book for me when I realized, oh, I don't have to fill up the space with words. I can just be quiet. Can I bear being quiet and just listening and saying when I has something to say? That was a big one. Now I remember also um, when I um, well I'll, I'll jump ahead when I I had various moments in my life where I saw oh maybe I am enough. One was as I've shared before when I uh, saw that I was just creating this self fulfilling prophecy of not thinking that I was good enough or that things would work out or that I was lovable and uh and it was just i was stuck in this wheel of samsara that i didn't know i was stuck in and then it 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 came to me one day that i was just creating a particular reality based on fear what if i'm not you know what if they see who i am and uh it occurred to me wow well if I if I could somehow imagine that I was good enough that I was lovable then I would put out a whole different vibe right? and in this very um, profound moment I decided to uh, do an experiment where I pretended that I was good enough for one week I was going to do it. I was I was just going to try it. I had nothing to lose. And I was just going to try imagining that I was good enough. And that particularly girls would like me. But also that I was okay. And uh, I kind of got into it. And um, that was a very huge turning point because as I started to put out that energy, it kind of came back. And what I started realizing was that, oh, if it wasn't so focused on myself, then I could actually find out what was going on with people around me. And they became interesting. And as I became more interested in them, People liked hanging out with me a whole lot more than when I was preoccupied with how I was doing. Mm-hmm. But even those, you know, you get those revelations and the uh, the habit patterns, the conditioning is really deep. Uh, another another revelation that I that I had was a number of years later after I was into the Dharma and teaching for a while. This is my... Early days of teaching, like in the uh, early '80s, um, about '83, '84, or so, like that. And I would be giving these. Uh, I'd I'd go down to Yucca Valley, these big retreats, and I'd give. I'd be teaching there, like for the first few years, um, with um, uh, Jack Cornfield and Joseph Goldstein and um, Sharon Salzberg, and somehow I made it onto the team, right? Joseph would give this brilliant talk and just blow everybody's mind with his clarity and wisdom. Jack would give a talk the next night and just weave a spell of magic over everyone, you know. Sharon would give a talk and People would be weeping from deep metal practice, you know. And then I'd go up, right? And I knew if I was sitting in the crowd, I'd be saying, get that guy off and get Goldstein back up there, right? It was really painful, right? And I had this... um, I had this... An interview with Ramdas, who, as many of you know, was one of my mentors and and, uh, and benefactors, as saying, uh, uh, I, I was telling him the, the situation. Actually, I met him at the airport. I said, Ramdas, I'm just kind of really going through a hard time with this. You know, can you speak to me? He said, I'm flying out tom- uh, tomorrow. F- I'm going to be gone for a couple of months. Meet me at the airport. In those days, you could go to the gate, you know, inside the gate. So we spent, oh, you know, some time before the plane. I said, you know, it's just, it's really painful. I know, I'd be saying, get that guy off and put Goldstein back up there. And uh, he said, you know, you'll never be Joseph Goldstein. You'll never be Jack Cornfield. There's only one person you can be. And that's Jamie Barris. And since you're the only one of him around, you might as well do as good a job of being him as you can. Oh. I thought, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know? He said, you know, who, who knows? You might even like what you see if you stop trying to be like, you know, a superstar that you're you're looking up to. And that was, um, incredibly helpful advice. (coughs) Let me see. Mm. So, actually, this is, I'm going to start the first of, uh, two exercises. I'm gonna, I have more to say, we won't just leave you here that you're not gonna... But I I want to uh, experiment a little bit uh, and have you first get in touch with um, the ways that you block yourself from being good enough. Um, And I want to experiment, if you can hang in there with this, I hope we'll be friends at the end. I'd like you, in a moment, to find a partner. If you need a partner, uh, and it's, you know, look around. And if you don't, um, then, uh, or if you need, um, we can pair up with, with somebody. Or if you feel like sitting out, you can sit out. But. And I'd like you to ask a simple question. Actually, first get, find a partner, and then I'll tell you what the, how to do this. Okay. Look around. If you need a partner, raise your hand. Hmm. There's John, and there's somebody on the other side. Okay, John over there. Shri, you have? Okay, anybody else? Who Who else needs a partner? John, do you have... There, Lisa. Okay. Now, this is going to be, this is something that the teachers sometimes do uh, 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 with um, their retreats, particularly when Hamid and Karen Johnson come in from the Diamond Heart School. because This is a kind of a Hamid exercise of repeating question. Very simple. One person asks, um, what did I write down? oh yeah, tell me what gets in the way of you being good enough. And then the other person answers. And then the first person says thank you. And then again, tell me what gets in the way of you being good enough. So you're repeating it. One person is asking the question over and over. And then you'll have a chance to switch. Okay, does that make sense? All right, and we'll do it for, um, mm, I think, uh, three, four minutes each. I'll tell you when to stop. Okay? Ready? Uh, the person with, um, if you haven't decided yet, the person with the uh, shorter hair can go first. Or, you know. uh, uh. Can, yeah. Okay? Ready? Go! Just keep on going and tell me what gets in the way of not being good enough. Just keep on repeating it. Okay, and now you can switch. Okay, finish up where you are now and just be quiet for a moment. Just um, go inside and uh, reflect on what you just heard, said, any insights that you might have. what the mind does, how it plays tricks on itself, what the truth is. Okay, and um, stay right where you are. I think we'll just do the, the second question right now, and then we'll come back as a group. The second question is, <clears throat> tell me why you are good enough. <laughs> and uh, with this, you know, you c- w- I, if you've never done this before, uh, take your you can take your time. Just keep on keep on uh, staying with it because you just get in touch with uh, deeper understandings that are in there and uh, let it come out, not from well just let it come out whatever comes out and if nothing comes out that's okay too, there's no doing this wrong, just tell me why you are good enough, the other person answers and then the person asking says thank you tell me why you are good enough keeps on repeating that Okay, so please go ahead. Anybody who needs a partner, I see. No. Yeah, you left. Okay. Okay, I take a breath and then switch. Okay, finish up. You can thank your partner. And uh, just be quiet for a few moments. Let's come back and uh, be quiet once again for a few moments. Let's just take a um, few comments, checking in, and uh, I've got some more things to say. What was that like? Yeah, back there. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand. Are we still friends? Is that okay? (laughs) Uh. Is this on? Yeah, put it right close. What I was amazed by is how similar the ways that we weren't good enough were and how diverse the ways that we were good enough. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. We get caught in the same trap in our minds, but we all have our own gifts to to share with the world. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. What else? Hi, Hi me over here. As my partner informed um, both of us it turned out that um, that our uh, things that we are good enough for w- was a much longer dialogue uh, about the things we do well than not uh-huh. a warmer dialogue longer oh longer, longer. dialogue More oh things. i see longer dialogue yeah yeah and and i hope in uh, besides the the things that you that you do well you, uh, you can also get in touch with who you are inside as well? How many people got in touch with that, with who they are inside? Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So it's longer. You, there's a There's a There's a lot of good news when you when you look for it. Uh-huh. What else? Right over here. Kay. welcome back, Kay, Thank from Australia. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I really like the second part. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here, here, yeah. <laughs> I say stay with that then. Yeah, <laughs> what was surprising is being, uh, and I did go deep in, and the whole thing seemed so so the words seemed nonsense. Good enough, uh-huh. it's like who's making any measurement, and what does it mean? Of course, I am, it, it, and we all are because it just. The more I was asked, the, the more the words became nonsense. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Isn't that strange how we can create that for ourselves? Am I good enough? Is this being, this expression of life, good enough? It's like uh, that, that line in, I love, uh, from The Course in Miracles Believing in your littleness is arrogant because it's preferring your own opinion to God's. Yeah, but we do that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, a, a quick reflection. Um, th- this quality of appreciating oneself definitely grows with age. You know, can sometimes oh, not necessarily, but if you're in the right direction, then it can grow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Any any last comment? Last one, and then no. Yeah, two things. Um, one was, y- it feels self-aggrandizing somehow to kind of tout your, you know, what what's what makes you good enough. So there was some of some of that kind of holding back almost mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to say what what, what I felt made me good enough. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that my partner pointed out, Noah, is that how there was, you know. This balance between the two, that, that they were almost two sides of the same coin. You know, what, what holds me back and how I feel I'm good enough have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So it's, it's really interesting, just a few reflections, how you can tune into any channel on the dial. You know, your mind goes one way, and that's the reality Oh, I'm not, you can fill in the blank. And it tunes another way. You see who you really are, and you just keep on seeing it and noticing it. And and I'm glad you mentioned that about the self-aggrandizement. It feels a little funny. The more you access that, the more you allow it to shine through. So rather than being self-indulgent, it's like the best thing you can do for everybody else. Because if you're there sitting around thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, well then the the goodies don't come out of you. You're you're too busy kind of protecting or focusing on, on what's lacking. But when you see who you really are, then everybody gets to see it as well. Now, I'll just mention a a few things. <clears throat> this actually started. This this these thoughts came uh, from. A, I was with a, a group of people, and we were looking at the Third Zen Patriarch. And uh, I was thinking, it's been a while since I've gone through this, the Third Zen Patriarch. I might do that in the, uh, with with the group in the next the next period of time. It's my favorite piece of Dharma Wisdom and the one line of many fantastic lines, but the one line that is so inspiring to me is to live in the highest realization in the deepest happiness, to live in this realization, the words go, is to be without anxiety about non-perfection. The highest realization is to be without anxiety about non-perfection. That is a free mind where you're not measuring up to any kind of mind-created report card where life is just moving through you. How could you not be good enough? How could you, you're a perfect expression of life, but still the mind does that and When you see through that, then you're not so focused on self. What the Buddha called the conceit of I am. And he was saying conceit, not like, oh, aren't I great, but any kind of reification of self that you're looking for validation or you feel disconnected as you're focusing on yourself, chances are... It's going to be a setup for suffering. So one key, as I discovered those many years ago, that I want to um, share with you is to focus on the other. And there's a, a beautiful, in this uh, Shambhala sun, uh, the current Shambhala sun, I just picked it up last night, and it was perfect. There's a, a an article by... Um, Sakyam uh, Mipam, who is uh, the, the, the head of uh, the Shambhala uh, um, lineage, which is, uh, he's Trungpa Rinpoche's son, and uh, he's one of Pema Chodron's teachers now. And he says, mm, uh, we can gradually change our mind with quite a simple technique. If we stop thinking constantly about ourselves, we'll be free to ask, what about others? What do they need? Turning the mind towards others might sound like a lot of work, but it requires much more effort and energy to think about ourselves. That's truly high maintenance. (laughs) When we think only about ourselves, we get serious, uptight, and heavy Fewer things make us happy, and we become very territorial about the ones that do. Suffering and pain arise because we separate ourselves from other beings. But when we meditate on compassion and connection, we begin to realize that we aren't separated from others at all. They're having the same experiences that we are, because all beings want happiness, and we wish for them to have it. It's a very simple practice. But it's also a transforming practice because as we continue, the conceptual boundary between us and them begins to melt. So I, I offer this for if you've got good enough itis um, to just see what it's like. Those thoughts, that conditioning will be there As long as it's there, you don't have to get rid of anything. To be without anxiety about non-perfection also means to let those thoughts just be there. No big deal. That's what, (laughs) you've you've got a lot of company. But if instead you just focus and see, oh, who's out there? Who is this person there? Tuning into them, it's tremendously freeing as you take the focus off of yourself. And what comes out when you do connect with others, as I'm sure everybody in this room knows, I'm just saying what we all know, is this natural caring that's not saying, you know, oh, they're not good enough. Now, the mind can go there with judgment, but when you really tune in, oh, this is a being just like myself, then our caring heart Our generous heart that wants the welfare of others frees us up of that contraction. And in the process, we remember who we are this caring, aware expression of life. So, you know the answer. Are you good enough? There's something much greater than the you that you wonder is good or not enough. How could you not be? I'll just uh, read this short Dana Falls poem from uh, book, From Root to Bloom. Settle in the here and now. Reach down into the center where the world is not spinning and drink this holy peace. Feel relief flood into every cell. Nothing to do, nothing to be, but what you are already. Nothing to receive, but what flows effortlessly from the mystery into form. Nothing to run from or run toward, just this breath, awareness, knowing itself as embodiment. Just this breath, awareness, waking up to truth. So, let's have a, just a very short moment of loving-kindness and sharing. Just feel that enoughness, what you ta- what you touched. As my, I just spoke to somebody I care about deeply, and he was talking about the feeling of abundant enoughness. Those are his words. Feel the abundant enoughness within you. And as you feel that, just delight in it and wish, wish it well. May I feel all the, the beauty and the goodness inside and share it well. May I share the love well. May I see the truth of who I really am. and then to extend that to all beings. May all see their goodness, their truth, their beauty. May all share their love well. May all awaken to who they really are, their true nature. And may our coming here together have a beneficial effect for us, for everyone in our life, and for all beings everywhere. May all beings be happy. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Share your being with the world. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit DharmaSeed.com